0: This is this, 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 Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk.
1: Tuesday night, it can mean only one thing. We are at the top of the tower, and this is the Fight Disciples. We're here talking about everything, the good, the great, and the ugly of side fight scene, both boxing and MMA. As I said last week, we are right in a vein, a golden vein of boxing action right now. There is so much going on absolutely exciting times to be a fight fan, whether that's a Merseyside fight fan, because there's loads going on for the scout scene right now, or even a, a domestic, a British fight fan, obviously Tyson Fury takes on Deontay Wilder this weekend out in Los Angeles. My partner in crime, Adam Catchell, is out actually out in Los Angeles. If you want to hear more from the Fight Disciples around that big fight, uh, check us out on social media, at Fight Disciples, and you can get our entire back catalogue, of course, at FightDisciples.com. I'm delighted to say joining me in studio tonight, should be, and I'll say this, should be the WBO European champion. However, anyone that watched the fight back at Ellen Road when uh, when Josh Waddington uh, claimed the world title belt from Lee Selby, anyone that watched that event, and one event it was, will know that the fight that Almost. If it wasn't for Warrington's performance, it would have stolen the show. Absolutely stolen the show. I am, of course, talking about Mason Cartwright. Joins me in the studio tonight. Glad, glad, to say, his lip looks sensational as well, mate. Thanks, You're looking mate. well, nice one. Thank looking you. healthy, back to your attractive, handsome yeah. best.
0: <laughs> if you say so, I'll, I'll take that one. Yeah. I was
1: concerned for you there, mate. Back in, you know, when the fight went down, I thought that lip injury. For anyone that listening who, who remembers the fight now, will think back and immediately cringe when I mentioned the lip injury. I'd never seen anything like it before. I am, of course, talking about the fight with Darren Tetley, where you were ahead on the cards yeah. and then got stopped by the doctor. The lip was, a
0: what, inch? Two inches? Yeah, it's, it was quite a bad cut. Like, it was nothing that that what made me want to stop. I wanted to carry on. Like, I know, but, I remember uh, the fight. But it was just one of them. It, I sustained the injury, and if, truth be told, I shouldn't have got caught with the shot, should I? But... Uh, Living, learning. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. The, the shot
1: itself. Have you watched it back? Was it a, was it a piece of the glove that caught you? Was it a bit of a headbutt earlier on, or was it was no, it just the shot? It
0: was a clean shot, but it was just the way it landed. It landed like perfectly right at the bottom of my lip, and obviously the amount of pressure there with the lip being so tender, uh, it just split it. If it landed a little bit higher up, it, it, I don't think it had have split my lip. It just, it, it literally caught the very bottom of my lip. Wow. And obviously split upwards up towards my nose. Uh I didn't feel it to be honest. I didn't even know. I, I just remember leaning on Tetley and the, the ref broke us up and I, and the ref looked at me and the 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 look he gave me, like like the it was like an amazed, astonished, like, Wow, what is that look? And I was like, What's he looking at here? And yeah, then I yeah. felt the trickling of blood from my lip then and uh as soon as he took me over to the doctor, I knew it was going to be bad news because I put my tongue in it, and um, well, I couldn't tongue I, through it. Yeah, I couldn't reach the top of the cut, so I was <laughs> like, "Oh, this ain't good." This <laughs> so strange. Obviously, I've you know I've been around Mayside side
1: boxing, whale boxing for for almost twenty years now. I've never seen a cut like that. It was such a freak injury. Now I bumped into you. Prior to us recording the show, I bumped into you a few weeks ago. Yeah. And the first thing I asked
0: was, have you got like a protruding tooth behind it? You know, is there something
1: unusual? But you were like, no, it was just like a
0: freak accident. Yeah, it's just lipsy, the the way it landed. It just, it was the centimetre of the bottom of my lip where it landed. And it just split upwards because obviously the pressure of the punch had nowhere else to go. It, can, it could only have pushed up. And that's yeah. how the cut obviously pushed up my face. Uh but it, it, as I say, it's not affected me, believe it or not. As soon as I got back from the hospital, got in bed, and I woke up the next day and I, I went to the gym. Did you just I went to the or... gym, yeah, and just had a little shakeout, a little yeah. uh, a little light session, and from then I've stayed in the gym. I promised myself I'd stay in the gym because I thought, I found my platform now. Mm-hmm. I've shown the level I'm fighting at. Yeah. I'm not going to go and, like, cry to myself and... and Put on loads of weight and and just lose all motivation I had. Do you know what I mean? If anything, it spurred me on to be like, look, I can do it. Yeah. I can come back. I, I can I can go again. And it's it's it it's made me realise how much I want it, which is good because yeah. I could have easily went the opposite way after the cut, being oh I'm gonna have a couple of months out when I'm gonna be able to fight. Whereas I've just stuck to my guns and stayed in the gym and I feel good now.
1: Well, you were 14 fights undefeated going into that fight, yeah.
0: and it was one of them fight. You know, you come
1: away with it, yes. You've got a loss on your record. But I think the way to look at it was you were winning the fight yeah, and it was stopped by a doctor. So yeah. you, weren't, you weren't stopped because the referee
0: stopped the fight because you were knocked yeah, out no, or yeah. you were stopped on your feet. You know, That's, you wanted to continue fighting. That's one way I look at it. In my head, I've, I've not suffered the defeat because throughout the fight, yeah, look, Tetley was tough and he, he survived... A, a, an entourage of, of pressure from me and he come back strong in the eighth. He had a good eighth round with, yep. the, with the knockdown and whatnot. Uh, but that was in the eighth round. I chose to take the back foot. I chose to have a rest because I thought I've lost the round now anyway with the knockdown. It's pointless gassing myself out. And I come back in the ninth and I, I feel I was winning the ninth round yep. up until the cut. I had all, I was catching him first. I was first to all the punches uh, and then just got caught with that big sluggish backhand that obviously cut me lip. Uh, but as you say, there like mentally, I I don't feel beat. No, he shouldn't. Because, I I was winning the fight, and there was one round to go on the scorecards. I was two rounds up, I think, and that was with the knockdown as well. Yeah. Uh, I I knew I had it in the bag. I felt confident, but it was just one of them. It wasn't meant to be. It was his time, and my time will come again. The, the frustrating thing for me, more than anything, was your. A fighter that's had to do it the hard way. No one's
1: give you a leg up. You know, you've turned pro, you've had to earn a promotional contract. Yeah. You had to earn a management contract. You've had to do it on the small hall shows. You've had to be a floater on arena shows. This was your moment where you went, right, Ellen Road, massive show, live cameras, here I am. And we went, Wow, here's Mason Cart, right? This is what he's all about. And straight away I thought, This is how I remember you from the amateurs. Big puncher, banger, entertaining always thought good style for the pros. Yeah. And when, you win, when, when you're win, you winning that fight and I'm thinking, got ourselves a little superstar here because yeah. great style for telly, great style for fans. So to have the frustration of losing it in, yeah. in, under them circumstances, you think, oh, you've talked about five steps forward and now you've
0: had to take one step yeah. back. I'm just happy everyone has got to see our box and my style because like you said there, it's... It's a fan-favorite style. Like, I'm not scared to take shots, to give shots. So I'm not stupid with it. I don't just try and have an all-out brawl war and not and not use my boxing. I do try to box. But if the going gets tough and I have to bite down on my gum shield and fight, I'm there. So, and me, if you were to ask me, what do I like about boxing and what do I like to see? That's what I like to see. Yeah. That's why everyone loves Miguel Cotto and Mosley, all them old, famous fighters. Because they can have it, they can stand there. Yeah, they can stand there and they can have it. They won't be pushed back, and that's how I feel. I am, and that's what I bring to the table. And like you said, they are like floating, like being put on on shows, like on the uh, Liam Smith uh, Williams fight first first time round. My fight, I was like put on in between the switch over between Box Nation and BT, and I boxed uh, Sam and Meady. I came out and I dropped him within thirty seconds, and then knocked him out. And I got like top ten knockout of the year that underneath like Canelo Alvarez and and all people are like that. So I'm, this is stuff people hasn't people haven't been able to see. Yeah. Uh, but it's stuff that I'm going to bring to the table now that I'm going to be seeing more and more. Uh, and that's what excites me about staying in the sport. People enjoying me watch. Uh, people enjoying to to watch me fight because, I I I buzz off watching boxing myself. I know how I feel when I watch, like, Cotto and Alvarez and people that like, I get excited for it. Of course. So if I give people that feeling that I'm doing my job like it, and then it makes me more voti- uh, more motivated to carry on training the way I am.
1: Absolutely. Well that, well, that was the thing for me. I was just like, this is it. We, he's arrived. The yeah. world's oyster now. <laughs> and as you say, hopefully, under the circumstance, I'm, gl- I'm so glad we got this opportunity to talk because I'm so glad to get in your head and hear you say, I don't accept. I don't accept it as a loss. That's the way to do because you, you're never lost. Yeah, yeah. You're pulled out because of an injury. Yeah. It's completely different, and that's the good thing. Have you spoke to Tetley since? to just speak to him after the fight? And obviously, from a fan's perspective, we want to see the rematch.
0: Yeah, well, we've already phoned and asked for the rematch. When I signed me uh, me management deal with Steve, we phoned him that day in the office and just said, "Look, are we going to have this rematch?" And his management wasn't keen on having it. They said he's moving on. Uh, so. There's nothing we can do there. We've offered it them. Uh, so I've just got to push on from there. Now, maybe it's a fight I can get in the future. Yeah. I might get a title he wants to get a grip of or it might come to a point where he's forced to fight me for uh, a title or an eliminator or something. And it's something I 100% want. Yeah. Because obviously it's a little bit of a redemption for myself. Uh, but again, if it doesn't come, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm just going to push on and... I'll get back up there fighting other people. There's, there's many more good fights to have.
1: Well, absolutely. And your next fight is an absolute corker. Obviously, you're fighting Ryan Kelly, which is a, what we're hoping is going to be a British, maybe a Commonwealth title eliminator. Uh, that's coming up, obviously, in two weeks' time. Uh, I'll ask you all about that a little bit later on in the show. But I just want to sign off on the injury. Yeah. Because I'd the story, a funny story about you were... You were nursed back to health by Davina McCall or something? Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd seen somewhere online. But what yeah. was that all about? She
0: did like a, a 24 hours in A&E type of thing. Uh, and lo- oh, she was
1: in like Leeds General,
0: was yeah, she, the night yeah. of the fight? Yeah, and lo and behold, when I got to the hospital, it was that night when she was in. So I got in there and I seen her I thought, sure, that's Davina McCall. And my mum was like, it is. That's Davina, that. And we were, like, we were like, what's she doing in here? And then like I signed in and whatnot and sat down. And uh, within... Ten fifteen minutes the camera crew came over and was like believe it or not we're filming in here tonight uh what's happened this looks interesting and I was in my boxing kit big split lip fat eyes and uh I just explained myself and I was like well if you don't mind can we throw a bit of this on I was like yeah go on then and then I was just sat all night with Davina she was an amazing person to be honest such such a down-to-earth person she was asking her a question about the boxing and telling us about her life, I was telling her about my life. It was just a good, it it was like a silver lining to obviously the bad result I'd had that night. It sort of cheered me up a bit, which was good. Wow. So yeah it's... So you went from live on BT
1: Sport to then on ITV or whatever yeah, it was yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you were smashing it that night That's anyway. it, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was, that was me uh, peace offering, I think, so... <laughs> trying to even level the playing fields give me a bit of bad luck and a bit of good luck
1: absolutely um how long was it after after the injury uh did you go and have plastic surgery did you
0: that night it was I seen a, like a facial surgeon yeah who, oh, like, wow. specializes okay. in like obviously plastic surgery and stuff because they said obviously with me boxing uh they don't want to just stitch it up they said they want it done properly because obviously it's gonna could hinder my career absolutely if it wasn't done properly so I waited there till like four o'clock in the morning for the surgeon to come in. Uh,
1: but there was a, there was a specialist facial plastic surgeon working at Leeds General. That is unbelievable. Yeah,
0: look at, luckily, luckily enough, they had just like a special facial surgeon in wow. there. Wow. So, so obviously they called her in and she'd done the job.
1: Wow. You've done a brilliant job as well. Yeah, yeah, You must be have. absolutely over the
0: moon. Yeah, I am, to be honest, yeah.
1: How long was it after the recuperation then period until you got in the gym and went... And you were doing spa and you thought, you know... At what point did you, Danny with ever sit down and go, "Okay, today's the day. Let's have a bit of spa and Let's let's see what happens. Let's take a bit of a knock on the on
0: the lip." And well, we planned. We just said we'll give it a month, see how it's healing up, and we'll go from there. So it was May, June, July. It come to like July, and I was like, I, I was I've been massaging my lip at home with like a aloe vera gel and stuff, just breaking because it was like a a big lump in my lip at first. It was like scar tissue. Yeah. But over time, it's breaking down and breaking down and breaking down. And by the end of July, beginning of August, I was just like, "Look, I'm ready to spar. feels feels sound. It feels sweet, strong enough to take a shot." I was sounds stupid, but putting a little glove on and just tapping myself in the lip, yeah. just letting it get used to contact again. And uh, as I say, start of end of July, start of August, I've I made I had my first spar back. Yeah, Brilliant. And it felt 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 sound. I took I've took shots on it and. From then, I've realized it's okay, don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, when I bought a face bar head guard, which I'm still trying to get used to, a nightmare. Yeah, it's like I'm on a saying. big juggernaut on your head. <laughs> uh, but that's just uh, uh, a precaution I'm taking just to take less shots on it, just to hint like just hinder take uh, taking any more abuse on it and it may be getting weaker over time because, like, in a 10. In a ten round camp, when you're doing like ten round spars and stuff, if you're getting punched on it all the time, it is gonna have an effect on it eventually. Of course. Years down the line. So the less shots taken on it the, the better. But I'm a hundred percent confident it's fine.
1: Brilliant! Brilliant. And we're back in two weeks' time. Obviously, that title eliminator coming up with Ryan Kelly. That's at the Bolton the White's Hotel. I'll give you some ticket details a little bit further on the show. Um, I'm delighted to say Mason's going to stick with us. Coming up in part two, don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to delve into his background, talk about his amateur history, uh, and why boxing, of course, why he got into this crazy game that we all love so much. And at the end of the show, uh, we'll ask him how the camp's gone for this one. I want to know the full down on Ryan Kelly. Yet again, you know, this is this is this kind of sums you up as a fighter for me. This fight. You know, you come out of the biggest fight of your career. It doesn't quite go your way. You know, a big title opportunity on a big card. So what do you do? Is you don't take a warm-up fight, which I'm sure you could have, you could have done. Yeah. You've jumped straight back into another fight, which on paper people would say is a 50-50, 50-50 fight. fight. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, t- you know, as I say, it's a title eliminator. Hopefully, we get confirmation of that in the next week or so. Uh, and that's credit to you and credit to your fighting style. The Ellesmere, Paul Canelo, stick with us. Coming <laughs> back, right back after the break. You're listening to Fight Disciples. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Still delighted to say, joined in the studio by the one and only Mason Cartwright. Team Nutty in the house. <laughs> that's official. Um, tell us about your journey into boxing then, mate. What you know? Where did it all start? Did you come from a fighting family? You know What? What was the f-
0: reason you first walked into a boxing gym? Do you know what? Like, no one in my family's really boxed before. Me, me, me. Nan said my great granddad, her dad, boxed in the army and stuff. But uh, I'm really the first in the family to to get the love of boxing. And my uh, mum just said I come to her one day when I was I think I was about six, and she just said I want to go boxing, and she laughed because she said I was always prancing about like Billy Elliot. Like she just <laughs> didn't think I had like want to box and then i think i must have went through a little bit of a rough time at school like fighting and stuff with being a little ginger kid and whatnot do you know what i mean like gets a little bit fisticuffs and it so to defend yourself sometimes <laughs> and uh she took me to boxing she took me to the Wirral cp gym which was known as Vauxhall's at the time yeah and i uh, spoke to peter and maca and he told me to come down to obviously the kids session and i went and I've never looked back ever since, and I was I was seven then. So you're talking like nearly twenty years ago, uh, and I I just couldn't live without boxing. Now I was I was speaking to me me, me girlfriend's dad earlier on, and he was like saying like, "Do I get nervous before fights and stuff now?" And like I was like, "I don't, you know, like because it's all I've ever known from being a kid. I've always had this like." Uh, Think of it, even sparring as a kid, you'd get nervous sparring, wouldn't you? So I've, I've, I've had this like uh, time to deal with getting nervous, getting in and fighting someone. It's not that that I ever get scared of anymore. It's, it's underperforming. Yeah, yeah. So I'm nervous for the fight because I want to perform, not because I'm fighting someone. Because that's just natural to me. It doesn't scare me one bit. I know I've got it in me locker. If the going got tough, just stand there and fight regardless. One arm. No arms, one leg, no legs, like I'll, I'll still keep fighting. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm not scared of that. I do everything right in training. Uh, don't leave any stones unturned. So I'm 100% mentally confident as well that I can perform. So it's just the nervous energy of that. Uh, but as I say, that stemmed from being a kid, and it's just all I've ever known all my life.
1: When you first walked into the gym, did you feel it straight away? Was it a couple of? Did it take a couple of years? Because there was a. You're From a good bit of a golden generation, from that gym, anyway, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, there,
1: was, there was plenty of talent around at that time, yeah. There
0: was Nick McDonald, Little Paul Butler, Matty Fagan. There was yeah. that our gym was rife with national champions, and all uh, inspired,
1: no doubt, by Lloydie. You know, yeah, Paul Lloyd was obviously, Paul Paul Lloydy
0: was Lloydy was obviously before, you. before us, but uh, as I say, like the, the the talent in the gym at the time, it was the gym was rocking, like it was a good atmosphere, and like think maybe that's what could have kept me in the gym at the time. There was a good buzz in the gym. Uh, everyone was friends. Do you know what I mean, I'm still friends of all the lads from the gym. Now I'll go down on a Monday night uh, when I'm not working and I help train the kids and have a little laugh with the seniors and some of the old lads who used to box with Carl McLeod and Fawksy and stuff. They're, they're still fighting now, uh, amateur-wise, but they're affiliated coaches now within the gym and they're nice. bringing on all the, the young kids and it's amazing to see. Uh, because I remember being that little kid, do you know what I mean? Of course. And uh, as I say, like it was the the, the buzz of the gym that, that, that we were all mates, and it was just good. It was like not a social club, but I'd be like, I can't wait to get, get, get to boxing tonight when I was at school and stuff. So I, it was always enjoyable, and also I loved the tear-up of the spa as well, that nervous energy I was talking about before, about going in to fight someone. When I was a kid, obviously it made you feel alive, it's your, your adrenaline rush. It's, it's a drug, isn't it? It's a natural drug, yeah. adrenaline, and that's what it gives me. So uh, I was hooked from the minute I walked in. <laughs>
1: See, that's the thing that separates prize fighters from
0: normal people, like
1: everyone who look outside that window in this city now. 99.9% of the population, what you're talking about there is the adrenaline rush of a roller coaster to the extreme, putting on the 18th hole at the Masters to the extreme, you know, there's a certain type of person that you've got to be a certain type of person to absorb that, to be a professional sportsman. But then a certain type of person again to do it in a fight sport because there's so much to win and there's so much to lose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's, the, yeah. there's that whole Am I gonna get caught in the first second in front of everybody? That is it like I sparred a couple of times. It used to terrify the life out of me. I couldn't I couldn't do it yeah. because it used to eat me up inside. Couldn't control and that, the nerves. I couldn't control yeah, it. And yeah, yeah. that's why that's why I've always had a fascination my entire life with fighters because there's something in you that's not in me. I truly believe that. So it's amazing that when you talk about it, you go, I love that. That's yeah, what, that's what, makes that's me feel what it is.
0: It's like like at the time, like anyone in, in that position will be feeling them, them feelings, them nerves, that adrenaline rush. Like, And then it's just mentally having the confidence to know that you can do it. And one thing I will say, and if you speak to any of my trainers, anyone, I'll never be broke mentally. One thing I am 100% confident with is I can never be broke mentally. Like, I, I literally, I, I, you, you can't break me. I don't care what pain I'm going through, anything, I will not give up. I'll never give up, ever. So this is where my confidence comes from, knowing I can do this and it makes me keep pushing in the gym to keep carrying on and and, and, and want to go further in the sport. Yeah. Because I know mentally I've I've got it there. It's just obviously working on the skill to get up to that level. So
1: you've got the thing is I like the fact that you've got the skill as well. But there's times and fights, certainly in a tetra fight where you're just like, I'm winning rounds, I'm winning rounds, you know what? I'm dig my toes in now and have yeah. it with you for a bit.
0: That's, that's, it, that's yeah. what I was saying about being fan friendly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh here we go. Yeah, that's what I that but Dan well yeah it's it's amazing for you to watch but Dan <laughs> and Mako and LA all have heart attacks all <laughs> having kittens. Like, no, no, just move your feet. <laughs> like uh no but that's it there, yeah. Like it's not that I get bored. I just think right, do you know what? Let's have it now. Like yeah. I had the spa like this this past week for obviously me up and coming fight, which we'll get onto before and I just wanted it. Every every minute of every round, I just wanted to tear up. And Mac was just like, "Why didn't you move your feet?" And I was just like, "I just feel like having a fight, Mac. I just to have it." <laughs> and I was just, I just then he was like, "All right, then, sound. Just make sure you keep your hands tight. Like work on stuff on the inside." And I was like, "Sound." And it was a ten round war yeah. of like trading punch for punch for punch with uh, Jack Flatley. It was an amazing spar, but that's what I enjoy. Yeah. And obviously, to get to do it in sparring as well, it's it's good. Say there about Mac? Is that Peter who
1: you walked in the the same coach when you first walked into the gym? When you yeah, a kid? yeah, yeah. He's still Cornish, and now doesn't he still part of he's the Cornish team? He's
0: done his he's done his professional badge, yeah. And he come into the gym. He does uh, Matty uh, as well and little Paul with Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because he's trained us all our lives. That's right. And uh, to be honest, it's so unique I'll, that though you know, for yeah. the amateur
1: coaches still play a part yeah. at this stage.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I, I, it's not. I need him there. I also want him there. Yeah. Uh, he knows me better than anyone. And he's got an amazing boxing brain. And Danny and Maka both bounce off each other. They both got separate, sort of like teaching styles. And they both gel well together. Danny's more of uh, a precise uh, movement and like combination trainer. And Maka's more shape control. Uh, it sort of brings the amateur style back into you, staying sharp on your feet when you're tired. Yeah. A lot of fighters, when they get tired, they'll go flat-footed, straight-legged and become a lot more easy to hit, whereas mackers makes you stay sharp, makes you stay on them toes, makes you keep your shape. Like being an amateur. Yeah, of course. In and out, in and out, in and out, and it's good to have. I think that's brilliant. I think it's brilliant the way that
1: both your coaches, both Macker and Danny, are aware that to bring out the best in you, yeah. they both need to play a part. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of coach. Excuse me, there's a lot of coaches that go, well, you know, I had an amateur, and if you want to go and turn pro with him, and we'll go that way then. Yeah, and yeah. likewise, the pro coaches go, "Whoa, you're not bringing an amateur co- yeah. coach in." That's it, yeah.
0: And do you know what? Another another person who deserves a shower as well is Chris Tam. my strength conditioner. Uh, he's like my third trainer, and like honestly, he, there isn't anything he doesn't know. He gets me physically. With Chris based uh, in our gym and no limits. Oh, right, nice, well. okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, he gets me as strong as possible, like from dropping down from eleven stone to ten seven, and like lifting heavier weights. I'm stronger, I'm more, I'm physically stronger. I don't know how it's happened, but it's it's happened. It's and it's through the diet he's put me on. Uh, the numbers he gives me, obviously he has to alter them through camp to match me weight that I need to be at certain points. So at camp, it's all don't forget it's all about timing. Yeah, getting to that weight at that time, of course, and being a hundred percent at that time, not peaking too soon being too light too soon or leaving it too late and being too heavy. Uh, and time gets to all to a T for me. And uh, it's been a, a massive difference, say, in the past six fights when I have been using him properly. Uh, I've noticed a difference in, in, my, in my body shape. I'm, 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 more cool, I'm, I'm, I'm more athletic, I'm stronger, I'm faster. Uh, and as I say, it's a massive help.
1: Is he the one that, when you walk in the gym in the morning, he goes, get on the scales. Is he the first one there? Is he at the door, cracking the whip?
0: No, and that's what's good about him, you know, uh, because if you don't want to do it, he will not push you to do it. Oh, right, okay. Uh, he's there if you want to use him? Yeah, he's... If if you want to ask him questions, he's there for you. If you want to work hard, he's there for you. If you show no interest and, you, and you're slacking and whatnot, he'll just break sound. Crack on. do you Crack think... on, yeah. Yeah. Because you can't help someone who can't help themselves. I, yeah. I, I, know that. I realise that, and uh, it's, it's a, it's a really good teaching strategy he has because it makes you want to like go up to him and be like, hey, yeah, look, this is me. Wait, now is that because of this? Is that because of that? It makes you inquis- inquisitive, yeah, Because yeah. you want to know what he's thinking, of course. Uh, and, and he wants that. He doesn't yeah. want someone to just go. How many yeah.
1: eggs have I got to eat? How many? All oh, right, okay. That's yes, it. Um... He wants.
0: He wants someone who's willing to learn and. Uh, as I say, I'm willing to learn, and he he helps me no ends. Amazing. He's, he's regard, uh, uh, regards, obviously weight, food, lifts, all things. Like that, he's there for me, so it's good.
1: Yeah, let's go back to your family then. Obviously, your family all over in Ellesmere Port.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Ellesmere Port. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, what's their support been like on this journey? You know, from the amateurs. You know, did you get did you get to a point where your mum? Must have said, or did she did she see you love it enough to go? Yeah, of course you can go and have a fight, or was there a bit of pushback at first? And then after your amateur career, did your mum did you then have to have another conversation to go? I'm gonna go and turn pro now, and was the pushback again?
0: Nah, no, do you know what she's me? Like, yeah, just to start off, me mum's nuts. Right okay. Yeah, me mum's Is that nuts. where we get team nutty from? Yeah, See, I thought it was yeah. cause of the hair, nah. but it's obviously reference to your no, mum. No it is. It is it I'll we'll go on to that in a second. I'll tell you about my mum. She's a, she's a special lady like. Uh she she's just she's just mad. She's got no filter from her brain to her mouth. Uh She's as mad as a box of frogs.
1: I've got a nancy who lives in Ellesmere Port and she's exactly the same way. Right? Uh, I wonder if it's an Ellesmere Port yeah, thing. Maybe, <laughs> might
0: be a bit of pollution from <laughs> Shell or something. Uh, no, but she's 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 amazing. She's, she supports me so much. Literally, she's realised it's something I've been passionate about my whole life. And listen, she'd be working her socks off in work and she'd make sure she was home at like half four to take me to boxing and whatnot and pick me up and she'd sit there and watch me train. As a kid in the gym and whatnot, and she loved that I loved it, and so I, I literally couldn't. The, the lady's amazing, I can't thank her enough. As are a lot of my other family, my nan, my granddad, my uncles. I, my my family's amazing. Like they support, and they've always supported they support me so much. They come on me fights, and they they. Obviously, they all get nervous and yeah. they all, they're all scared for me when I get in there. But they know it's what I love. And who gets the most
1: nervous and who's the loudest?
0: Me, mum. She gets like nervous Tourette's and she'll start like swearing and stuff. It's just, and <laughs> so you'll see it one day. I have to like keep her away from ringside. Have to tie her off, get handcuffed to the chair.
1: It's amazing that she will be at ringside though, because I've met, I know so many fighters' mums that will go all the way to the events anywhere in the world, and as soon as their son makes the ring walk they're straight in the toilets yeah, or they're yeah. straight back in the dressing room. They won't watch it live.
0: Yeah, no, she's, she's, she's there. Like, she's she, out there living she, every
1: blow, is she? Yeah? She's
0: game. <laughs> she's game, mate. Yeah, no, but going back to that uh, Nutty, Nutty actually came from Macca, Peter Phelan, my trainer. When I first walked in the gym that first day, he went, what's your name, Nutty? Because short for ginger nut, because I was a little red-haired ginger kid. <laughs> and he just carried on calling me Nutty. Oh, it's Nutty, blah, blah, blah. And then caught on in the gym a few lads were like oh Nutty and I was like yeah I like this nickname Nutty and like as a kid I didn't realise really it was because I was ginger it was, it was I thought he was calling me because I was nuts and I was like yeah I'm nuts me." <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean so uh but as I got older it's just stuck and uh now we even all my mates call me nuts at me not are you doing and whatnot. so it's just it's stuck and it's stayed now and I, I, I love it because it's unique absolutely it's unique like it's not just a, a stupid uh
1: well, it's a proper nickname, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the you one know? that
0: like, rhymes with your name well, that, that that's people what I mean. just pick, yeah, you know what exactly, I mean? Yeah, so, exactly, yeah.
1: Plus, I, the, the worst ones are when you meet fighters and their nickname, they've clearly picked it themselves. Yeah. Like You're not allowed to do that in the fight like game. Mad
0: Dog and all yeah, exactly, yeah, that you you know, just
1: like... in the, In the fight game, someone has got to choose your nickname for you, and it has got to, it should really be a veteran coach. So, yeah. at least you've got that on your side Yeah, anyway, I've had
0: it for, I've literally from the age of six, nut, nutty, exactly not.
1: Absolutely, brilliant! You'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. She's not here tonight, unfortunately, Mrs. Cartwright. We'll definitely get her on the sh- in the show soon because uh, she sounds like an absolute yeah, laugh. My minutes. God, yeah! <laughs> Stick with us. Coming up in Part Three, we're going to look ahead to this fight with Ryan Kelly coming up in two weeks' time, up in Bolton. Uh, You'll listen to the Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you just joined us, where have you been? Mason Cartwright is in the house. We are talking repaired lips. We're talking Tyson Fiore Deontay Wilder, albeit off-air a little bit there. Uh, we've been talking about his journey into the sport. Incredible atmosphere that they had at, uh, at Ellesmere Port ABC, now will CP. I think that is part of the reason why you, you say you come from that stable lad. It was buzzing. It was, a, it was like a real team atmosphere, a yeah. thriving little camp. Is that why you're, you've adjusted so
0: well into No Limits? Do you think? Do you know what? It's exactly the same in No Limits. Like there's, it's just full of good lads. Me, Jed, uh, Luke, uh, Tom, McGuinness, uh, Tom uh Tom, Tom Farrell, uh, Matty Fagan, and we all bounce off each other. Yeah. If someone's got a fight coming up, we're pushing each other we're on each other's toes. We're giving each other encouragement, maybe ideas of fight styles, things like that, like things you can do. And uh, when we have like a little group session, it, it's quality-like. Everyone pushes each other. And uh, You don't even have to go anywhere for sparring. You're no, so all exactly. pretty much around the same weight That's division. That's it what they have, yeah. I, I struggle a little bit. We've got we've had uh, Tom Simpson be coming in with us quite a bit. He's looking at turning over. Uh, he's more my weight, and he was a class amateur. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. Really aggressive, come forward amateur, and he's, he's great sparring for me. We've had a few good spars since he's been back in. Uh, and some obviously good in-house sparring for the future. Uh, So, yeah, it's, it's a buzz in the gym. Like I, I love it. It's a great gym to be at. It feels like a
1: gym that's on the cusp of something massive. Do
0: you know what I mean? It feels like... Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like Jamie Moore's gym. Go back two years, no one was talking about that stable at all, and yet now he's just one coach of the year. Everyone's in world title fights. Everyone's yeah, in yeah, massive yeah. fights.
0: It's, it's built I feel up.
1: like no limits. There's something similar there. Is it all that pretty much the same level you know obviously Tom's been up to the title class already yeah. and whatever but is it all pretty much around the same level and I just feel like one or two opportunities, one or two right like phone calls come in and that gym is suddenly there's belts everywhere.
0: Yeah that's it yeah well Faz has had this uh, had belt and I boxed the WBO European which obviously I, di- I didn't get because obviously the cut whatnot. but it's a belt I should have had uh, Matty Fagan just boxed for the IBF European title, a fight that I thought could have went his way, but yep. he, he lost. Uh, so, yeah, Luke Willis is ready to make that little step up. Cla- on, on yeah, on the everybody. Exactly, and- yeah. Uh, Jed's still on his way up, but more than capable of getting to that level easy. Yep. Same with Tom McGuinness. And Faz is right back up there now to get going again. So it, you're talking within the next fight or two for all of us. We could all maybe be having... Titles back in the gym, yeah, do you know British what I mean? British Commonwealth, European. We'll be flying, and we're flying now anyway. Uh, with obviously just how we all perform in the gym, training wise, and the training we get given to us from uh, Danny, Maca, and Chris, and whatnot. So uh, it's it's exciting times. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good help for the training camp because training camps are tough towards yeah, the end. So uh, it helps you get through it
1: obviously you're back out next weekend not this weekend next weekend yeah, Ryan of, Kelly on the agenda
0: yeah 8th of December against Ryan Kelly yeah hopefully maybe uh, Commonwealth title eliminator or British title eliminator We're still yet to find out so fingers crossed on one of them
1: absolutely yeah it's a Steve Woods show so you can get tickets over at VIP um, it's a stack card of course but that's that's your fight is the fight that jumps off the page straight away yeah. that's the trade fight that's the main event for me and our preparation preparations gone for this fight and when this fight, when this call come in, or did you even make the call? As I said earlier in the show, it would have been, it would have made sense to a lot of fight fans for you to go and have a six-rounder against an import yeah. and then come back for a fight like this. So who pushed for this fight? Who pushed to move, keep moving forward?
0: Me. I just said to Steve, I don't want to box no journeyman. Get me a proper fight. I'm ready. And uh, we tried the tetley, fir- tetley, fi- tetley fight first. They didn't want it. Uh, so I said, find me someone and... Obviously he came back with this and I was like let's go. The let's kid's obviously
1: it. I think he was Midlands Midlands middleweight champion was he or light uh, middleweight light champion. Middle cha- he so is. he's coming down. Yeah. He's coming down to welter. He's well coming time. down, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh he's still, obviously he reckons he can make the weight easy he said he makes 11 stone easy and that's the reason for me dropping down the weight as well so it makes sense for him. Uh the only advantage I think I might I may have is I feel I've boxed better journeymen along the way, harder fights. Uh, and I know how much I was affected the first time I made ten seven. Didn't feel me best, yeah. And I did everything right throughout camp as well, so maybe that could be a factor for for him to realize himself on the night that he shouldn't maybe have took such a tough fight for his first one for his first there. one down at the weight. But uh, again, hats off to him as well. He's he's sacrificing just as much as me. Uh, he's in a fifty fifty fight like I'm in a fifty fifty fight. Uh, we both want to win. Uh, but I, I, I genuinely feel I've got got what it takes to to beat most people at this weight. So, uh, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm ready. Training camp's gone amazing. I had loads of ten round spars. I'm fit. I'm strong. Uh, like that Jack Flatley fighter. Uh, spar I spoke about before. Yeah, he's a big, strong middleweight. He's coming down to light middle. He's now been introduced onto this bill on the eighth as well, which is another good added fight. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I was just as strong to hold my feet there and fight with him. And he's a big strong middleweight, like I said. He's now dropping down to light like middle, but he's a big guy. When 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 I'm in there with him, he, he towers over me like so I've had amazing preparation and I'm Good. I'm fully confident.
1: The um if anyone wants tickets, are they available at the gym?
0: Uh do you know what? I've had to order tickets in again and they've sold out. I think I've got five tickets left. Wow, brilliant. Just sold out. Yeah. Uh
1: I'm not surprised for a fight like this, let's say, especially because of your yeah. performance last time out, that was yeah. like your coming out party.
0: Yeah, that's it. And I think Steve himself has done massive on the show as well. Like I think it, it I think that's a sellout uh for tickets on the dorm whatnot. I think there might be a handful, but uh we've all done well so there's going to be some good support there. I've got a big bus going, a team nutty. Absolutely. Fans, yeah. I love
1: it. Your mum's not driving the bus, is so she? No, she'll no, be no. She'll be, wrecked.
0: she'll be She'll be <laughs> bloody partying on there, getting everyone off chanting. <laughs> uh, I hope it is a British title eliminator.
1: More more reason than anything is, I watched Johnny Garton win the British title.
0: Yeah, it was a good fight against Gary Corcoran. That's right,
1: yeah. yeah. And I'm watching that fight, and I'm thinking, you against Johnny Garton would be a little cracker, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would
0: yeah. be a belter of a fight for a British title. Well, they've just had they had an eliminator, Tyro Nurse, and Sorry. Liam Taylor. So I think maybe one of them will get the fight before me. We've got maybe, uh, well, obviously Liam Taylor. Liam Taylor won the fight. Uh, but it's obviously with my title eliminator, I'm, I'm, I'm next in line. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I could maybe box the winner of them or whatever. Uh, again, great fights to have. Uh, they're both sort of like come forward strong fighters. So it'd be a great little fight to watch, wouldn't
1: it? When you look at survey the domestic scene at welterweight... I can see you smiling already, thinking yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some crackers some good there, like. There, yeah. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know, we talk about it all the time. That British boxing's booming at the moment. This is a golden age, and that's not just as in we've got more world champions than ever. I mean, this is just the golden
0: age of British boxing.
1: yeah. It's yeah. brilliant
0: right now. We are the centre of the boxing universe. That's it. Yeah, like you just said, like just in this country alone, there's I could probably name you ten fighters now that'd be an absolute barnstorm for me to have. Do you know what I mean, so it's it's good. Like obviously, like a lot a lot of fighters have a padded record and they get flung up to the bot at top boxing no one, and they get found out. Whereas like you know, well it'd be a bit of like self pride for myself if you get up to that top level, knowing the people I'd have had to have fought to get up there. Yeah. And I'd have earned me stripes, so I know I'd be more than capable to compete at that level. So yeah, uh, that's another. Another positive outcome of having such a strong field in this country at welter, of course. So well,
1: that that, that comes back to something I was talking to Rocky Fielding about a few weeks ago as well, in the fact that you know he feels like when he went to Germany and became a world champion, he felt like he earned it much more than maybe some of the GB Olympians that are you know fighting for titles after seven or eight fights or yeah, yeah. you know and, and on pay per view bills on Sky Sports after three fights or whatever else. Yeah. He was like When I turned pro it was in a sports centre. I had to it, yeah, go yeah. on prize fighter to try and get on telly. You know yeah. the way you're doing it's a similar way. You've had to do the small
0: hole. That's You've it, had yeah. to drive round dropping tickets off to get to build your way up. I've earned my stripes, that's it, yeah. And it 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 gives me confidence. Do you know what I mean? That I can do it. It I've I've not come up the easy way. I had to to be honest, me I wouldn't want want to come up the the easy way because that there would take affect me mentally. Yeah. I'd want to know I'd done everything the hard way to make the fight easy. Of course. Because the, the hard way is always the proper way. People only take the easy route to, to cut corners. There's no easy way to the top. There's no road of flowers to the top. Yeah. It's all grit, hard work and determination and I've got all three, so... Is is the dream then the old school route? British, Commonwealth, yeah. European, world? Is that the way you would like to do it? Obviously, yeah, like, look, like, me to sit and go, I don't want a world title, I'd be ch- chatting Maca brown, yeah. But uh, that that would be an amazing, like, dream for me to have. But obviously the first thing on my brain is maybe some form of European title, British title, uh, and then step onto sort of, like, uh, onto world level then, like, sort of boxing for a world title eliminators, things like that, and then, when I feel I'm ready, take on a world title shot. But if, if a fight got offered to me and the money was right, I'd be right on it, of course I would.
1: Absolutely. Who's who's your favourite box in the sport today?
0: Do you know what? I've, I find uh, I don't particularly like just one fighter. I like to take a bit of all different fighters. Uh, but if I was to pick one, I, I would have to say... Alvarez, and I don't say that just because he's it's ginger. It's got to be Canelo. It's got yeah, to be. Just because he's ginger, but Northern it's just because... Canelo, so it's got to be Canelo. Because he can box, and he can stand there and fight as well. Yeah. Like he's shown with Golovkin in that last fight. He decided to hold his feet and have it. Unreal. But the first fight, showing his boxing ability, yeah, people were questioning the decision on the fight, but his head movement, his movement, his shape, his control in that first fight was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then he he was like what changed he, it up completely yeah second that fight. second fight he was just must have been like what you thought I got pushed back watch this then Yeah, and he just held them feet and he was just strong and powerful and for me that's my my type of style so at summer, I'd watch and obviously moving back a few of the years I know obviously Canelo beat uh, what's his name now bloody hell uh, mine's gone Canelby's- blank yeah, yeah uh, Cotto yeah uh, Cotto again, amazing style because he's he's on the inside mixing up, and that's just the type of fighting I like to to watch. So I enjoy it. That's obviously
1: what makes you a crowd favorite as well. Yeah, uh, I can't let you go without asking you about the big fight this weekend. We mentioned it at the top of the show. Obviously, Tyson Fury daring to be great again once again against Deontay Wilder. We couldn't shut up talking about it during the commercial break, but let's talk about it on air. Um,
0: do you fancy Tyson's chances this weekend? Boxing-wise, 100%. And if he can get his feet sharp and just stay out of the, the big, long, spidery arms of uh, Deontay Wilder early on, like we were speaking about, then, yeah, I do. But it's a case of puncher's chance and Wilder can punch. So he has to be switched on. But in, in all honesty, do I think he can do it and and be switched on for that amount of time? Yeah, he's done it before in the past. And I hope he can do it again. So, uh me, I'm not saying I've got my fingers crossed for him but I will be saying a prayer so I hope he brings it back home to, uh, to Britain because obviously it's it's amazing for British boxers to be bringing world titles back over here. Of course it is. So I want to support that and yeah. uh, I, I I hope he does it like he's he's a character and he brings people to the sport. And that's, what, all that's what we That's what we want in the UK as well. That's yeah. what we want. All and and that's what we belts. want, yeah. So uh, I'm going to say Tyson points I'm going to say he's going to do it, Tyson point
1: Will you stay up for it? Obviously, you're fighting the
0: week after. No, or... I won't be staying up. I'll I'll record it and watch it in the morning. Sleeping stuff, obviously, through camp is too important to miss out on. Yeah. Uh, if the Rift didn't have a fight, of course, I'd be staying up, but not at the moment.
1: I've got to last you as well before we go. Um, the tattoos. Obviously, I'm someone that's not shy of a couple of tattoos myself, but... What was your first one? What was the
0: inspiration behind it? And uh, I got boxing gloves with my name on on my leg when I was like 13, 14 at some like, <laughs> back street uh, tattoo shop. I came home, my mum went mad. Uh, I just went out and got it done. That's just the type of person I am. I was like, I'm getting a tattoo at 13, and doing it. Went in and got it done. And uh, I've never looked back ever since, to be honest. I'm covered now.
1: Like Pringles, aren't they?
0: That's it, yeah. I, uh, as I say, I, I love, especially now, Like, what, you're talking 20 years ago, uh, tattoos weren't very good. Of course. But now, over this past two decades, wow, some of the stuff they can put on your skin now. So it's only encouraged me to get more. Obviously, started off with some rubbish tattoos and then they've got better throughout the body. So I'm lucky I've saved me back and my legs and stuff, because they're getting covered. You're going to get some decent work there, go to yeah. get some good work done. What was the inspiration behind the chess piece? Uh, just a, a heart of a lion, like I said. like I, 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 ne- I never give up. I'll never quit. And uh, you've, a lion's one of the biggest warriors going. It's king of the jungle, so I like to wear it with pride. Have you got a spot somewhere for that Lonsdale belt? You're going to get that put on there yeah, once, no, once that's I'm, around the waist? I'm just going uh, to have the belt and hopefully win it outright and have one to keep for myself, so...
1: Well, you say yourself, but you know that's going to go to your mum's house. That's yeah, going to go nowhere that's near it, yeah. your house. Yeah. Be your <laughs> yeah,
0: you'll have to get two. Yeah, that's it. she'll be having it. She's one of them. She'll be wearing it to go to the shop and that. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> I love it. Listen, Mason, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you coming thank in. You. Best of luck. Uh,
1: for the fight in two weeks' time, obviously Ryan Kelly, December the eighth. That's at the Bolton De White's Hotel. Uh, VIP card sounds like it's pretty much on the verge of a sellout. Um, but I'm sure
0: VIP will be streaming the fight, no doubt
1: via. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it'll
0: be on the the VIP stream that they've got the VIP boxing. So yeah.
1: I always I always put the VIP stream across Fight Disciples as well, usually on our Facebook page. But we'll keep an eye out on that on December the eighth. You've been listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Catch up with us all this week, as I say. Adam is out in Los Angeles. All the latest on uh, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury at Fight Disciples across social media. And for our entire back catalogue, visit fightdisciples.com. I'll see you here next week. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.